0: Welcome to the Andrea K show.
1: It's all I want.
2: She's
0: blonde, 5 foot 2.
2: It's all I need, yeah.
0: And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
2: This is my
3: I'd be. Welcome back to Tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hour two of Tonight's Andrea K. Show, Taco Tuesday. And I am sitting here getting hungrier by the Uno momento. You don't have a taco in front of you? No, I don't. I wish I did. Hint, hint. Anybody who wants to show up here at the You will studio? never turn away a taco. No, never. Absolutely not. I'll never turn away a phone call either. 888-344-1170. Last hour we had a debate over Beatles and Elvis music. Yay or nay, overrated or not. Um, 888-344-1170 is our live color hotline. You can also email me uh, just to read a couple of emails that I've gotten um, from callers. Let's see. Um, Here's something that I did not know. Um. Did Beto have monkeypox? This this came in yesterday. Hi, happy Monday. Just heard Beto's suspending his campaign. He has monkeypox. Ha, ha ha. She says, Who knew? Actually, um they said he has a bacterial infection. Just not what uh just not what it is. They didn't say what it is. We will pray. Okay. Um
1: Maybe he has the donkey pox.
3: Yeah. Well, there was. In te- well, Beto is from Texas and there was, I guess, the first person um, connected to monkey pox has died. Of course, I'm thinking we've got a covid situation because he did not die from monkey pox. He was uh, evidently had whoever. And I say he because well, like all the
1: covid stuff. that Yeah. Happened. Yeah.
3: So, you know, in fact, if he didn't die from monkey pox, I don't really see why you need to even include that in the title. You don't. Right? Because that's just, oh, first death connected to monkeypox. Well, if the death was not from monkeypox, then the death isn't Does connected. Then it's not connected to monkeypox. All right. I, I think, uh, okay, clearly we've we hit a hot button here. He, clearly we've, you know, touched a nerve. we me
1: to officially put this on the air, but we have to do. We have to be honest.
3: Yes. Um, it, it appears we've got somebody else calling in. We touched a nerve on this whole Beatles uh, versus, Paul, it's not too late to change your mind, my all friend. All right, well, I'm not sure what what Paul's comment is. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the Andrea Acacia. Hi, Andrea. I got to side
2: with you. I think <gasps> both of them are overrated. Thank I mean, you. They had a couple of nice songs, you know, but I mean, for all the hype they get, I mean, come Paul, on. Paul, I'm very curious. I mean, What's your favorite Beatles song? Um, well, it wasn't necessarily a Beatle. It would be um, actually, Andrea. I mean, I like this. What's the name of the guy that died? Um, Imagine.
3: Well, that wasn't a Beatles song, though, was it? Didn't wow. he write right, Imagine? Right, right. After, it was a solo song. It was a solo song. So, see, Paul can't even yeah, come up yeah. with a Beatles song that he liked.
2: Yeah, I, can. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can listen to about two or three songs, but then after that, it's like, oh my god, can we turn yeah.
3: the song this off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my favorite Beatles song. I'm going to continue to say is "Stuck in the Middle of with You," which wasn't even a Beatles song. Elvis. Um, Elvis.
2: Mm. And, you know, he had a. A couple of songs, but nothing, I mean, like, you know, like I said, they had one or two songs that I might like, but the, for all the hype they get, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I can think of a lot of other artists that I really liked a lot and some that even changed music. Like, like for example, when I, this is going to age me, but I remember hearing when Isaac Hayes and Shaft.
3: Ooh, I and, love Isaac right, Hayes and Shaft.
2: <gasps> and I think one of the things that's a little under underreported or understated, and I think David Letterman even might might have mentioned something like this, But I heard it when I was a little mm. kid.
3: I'm like, what the heck is this who music? Who is the I mean, man? He's, before, a, he's a yeah, complicated exactly. man. Right. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Back then, all the music... You to kind of tell mm-hmm. had the
2: music was from a certain generation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you heard the music back then, they all kind of had that same 60s kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You can always hear a song and know, okay, this sounds like something from the 60s. Well, let me 50s. tell you, you're
3: going to recognize this one. Uh-huh. Father, Father... Uh-huh. There's too many. Oh no, it's mother, B- mother. Right. There's Marv too many B-day, of right? you crying, yeah. Brother, yeah. brother, brother, brother. Yeah. Exactly. And Andrea,
2: know, you said you like music. There's yeah. so much great music. Yeah, out there is there.
3: far better than anything. And my favorite. I got to leave it here. We got to get back to serious. But my favorite Elvis song is um, a little more sad... A little more. Uh, a little more satisfaction. A little more. A little less talk. A little more action. A little less spark. A little less
1: conversation.
3: A little less conversation. A little uh-huh. less conversation. A little more action, please. Yeah. All this and da-, and da da ain't da da A
2: lot more, but there's a few others that he did that I kind of like, you yeah. know. But but I'm glad, it, you, Paul, it, it, that,
1: you that you still really like Imagine from George Harrison, even though it's not an official Beatles song. That's close enough for me.
3: Well, Paul, thank you for calling in. Sure, I want to take you over the top.
1: Well, I appreciate now, officially, it. Officially, that puts Andrea over the top.
3: Absolutely, I made. <laughs> I, I considered myself my own tiebreaker, but I'm glad that you weighed in, Paul. Appreciate you. Anytime, Thank you so much. Anytime, call anytime in any time, my dear. Thank you, honey. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Now, see, I can now officially giving you the win is fine. I didn't like the way it ended last hour.
3: Okay, good. Me neither. Uh, actually, the hour ended on listening to Joe Biden, so we never like to end on that note. No, we've got to continue to get serious, though. Um, the top three things that this guy, uh, uh, that we centered the show around last night, because there's two, there's so, and and the reason why I did it was not just because of that caller. I think there's, there's too many Republicans out there, either Republican establishment leaders or Republican voters themselves who don't understand, who don't understand what the deep state means to you. And, and in fact... That's why he was like, we need to just be hit home on the border and on money issues and on uh, crime, right? Like you said,
1: there's symptoms.
3: Right, there's symptoms of the problem. And I said last night, I said one of the reasons why I'm liking Trump for 2024 right now is because Trump himself, even though the American people were chanting drain the swamp and lock her up, and we understood there was two sets of laws, Trump himself did not take t- take the office of the presidency understanding the threat so much that he made it a priority. Now he would. And why? Because he has personally felt he's been on the receiving end. I was was just going to ask
1: you. So I know you and I have been very pro DeSantis. So was this FBI raid, do you think this has finally pushed him to the point where he realizes exactly what's at stake here?
3: Uh, Well, DeSantis has not been as forceful in talking of this raid that happened, a violation, a defilement of a former president's home on phony, trumped up phony witch hunt by the same people that the same people that conducted this raid in Mar-a-Lago were the same people that conducted the phony Russian collusion witch hunt that were currently under investigation for bad activities and inappropriate activities, according to the FBI's own investigation investigative body. They had no business participating in this. And yet Ron DeSantis wasn't like, hey, I don't appreciate that you did this against a former president in my state. He's, he, Even he hasn't taken it on as much as I would like him to. And why, my point is, is because too many people can't see an issue until it happens to them, right? I was always one of these people. I didn't have to experience something to learn the lesson from it. I never did drugs of any kind because my parents sat me in front of the tv and had me watch documentaries of people that were drug addicts and died as a result of it in fact i can remember as a kid watching a heroin addict overdose and uh, you know and and die and so I, I i didn't feel i never had any curiosity why would i think i i i'm like i'll i'm happy to learn from other people's mistakes it doesn't have to affect me personally for me to see that it could Right. And too many Americans are just are not seeing it doesn't affect them. They don't care about these January 6th defendants. They don't see the
1: cascading effect.
3: They don't see they don't see the long term implications from them. They don't get it. it. Was Nikki Haley. Who many people have been talking about Nikki Haley for 2024? She hasn't been any hardcore anti deep state. She hasn't spoken out on behalf of Trump and these January 6 defendants. It's only until today that Nikki Haley has come out and hashtag never Nikki. By the way, this is a woman who cooperated in the cultural Marxist movement to destroy the, to destroy this nation. When Dylan Roof shot up a church, and she decided to join in on the tear down statues, and you can't run Dukes of Hazard on TV because of Confederate flag idiocy. Has Hashtag never Nikki Haley. But her PAC, her um, organization that is I don't know if it's technically a political action committee, but her people that donate to this group, this organization that puts forth her, her policies, they were doxed. They were outed by Politico. In an attempt to do what the Democrats playbook is, which is to out anybody that's a part of MAGA so that you can be persecuted and prosecuted by the deep state. Now, suddenly she's got a problem with the deep state because it's affecting her. She's using some tough talk today. But the and this aspect of the deep state involves the IRS. What did the Biden administration just do while he's out there shame trying to shame MAGA over guns? He's armed 87,000 new IRS agents. You think about that. And we've got some more. You want to talk money, Mr. Ad in New Hampshire? I've got some more uh, economic stuff to share with you later. But keeping in tune with the combination of the deep state, money, and the IRS, and what what Nikki Haley's describing here, and think about whether or not this can affect you at some point. Clip four.
4: And so Stand for America has a newsletter that they put out every day. And, you know, what we're seeing is... All of a sudden we get notified that, that our donors are going to get leaked to the press, which is a state tax violation and a federal tax violation if that happens. It's leaked. We look at the last page from the article, from the, um, What Politico provided, and it has the New York State Attorney General's Mm. office stamp on it. So that office leaked it to the press. um, And so now we are basically saying we're not going to cry about this. We're not going to whine about this. We're going to fight this. And we are filing a lawsuit against the New York State Attorney General's office. We are going to Merrick Garland and saying this is a federal tax crime, and we want him to investigate that office. Now, I'm not thinking he's going to do that, but we're certainly going to make him answer for it. And what this means, Dana, is they're trying to intimidate conservatives. And what I will say is every conservative out there, if you are tired of seeing how they're weaponizing government, if you're tired of seeing what they did to President Trump, if you're tired of seeing what they've done to the NRA and and uh, to our pro-life groups, join us and unite in this fight. Go to StandForAmerica.com because we're not going to take it anymore. Didn't, she really wasn't, she didn't really care about the weaponized deep state until, as long
3: as she thought it was about Trump and she, and she was going to have an opportunity. She's all establishment going into, into 2024. Now suddenly it's like, wow, there, this deep state is real and involves the IRS. And this, is the, and this wouldn't be happening to her and any of her donors if the Republican establishment backed her in the Obama administration after Obama with the IRS, weaponized itself with the IRS, with Lois Lerner and with John McCain and going after Tea Party groups, which was about controlling the outcome of elections. It was about controlling the message and control minds. Going back in the Obama administration, we had the IRS and the FBI and the DOJ all weaponized, all trying to control Speech, control messaging, control um, campaigns, all so that they could control the outcome of elections. The only thing different now is that now that now they're targeting people. To go throw you in jail, right, for your political opinion because it wasn't dealt with then. It's only it, it, when you don't deal with a bully, when you don't deal with a weaponized government where the agents are armed and have the power of the law to use against you, what's going to happen? It's only going to get worse. And because the Republican Party didn't do anything about it at the time, had no oversight, nobody... And by the way, oversight... I'm not interested in your oversight if it doesn't involve accountability. And accountability to me is somebody being fired. I'm not impressed today with Christopher Ray or anybody at the FBI for the fact that Tebow was fired on Friday, the guy who, who they all knew had buried the Hunter Biden laptop story... He supposedly was fired on Friday. Well, I don't care if he was fired. He's still got his, you know hes still getting his pension? He going to go to jail? Right now, the former president of the United States on the basis of nothing is being investigated by the FBI and the DOJ for obstruction of justice. when we have proof that one of the top officials in the FBI obstructed justice, he was busted. this guy Tebow was busted. For trying to manipulate this system to not just bury the Hunter Biden laptop story, but categorize it electronically in a way in which it could never bear, it could never surface again, covering up the crimes, obstruction of justice, he should be arrested. Not allowed to pack up his desk and walk out and go home. Two
1: sets of laws.
3: Yeah. This, if there's no accountability, it, 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 then, and, and everything about this weaponized deep state is about them choosing who wins and who loses in elections. So don't even bother yourself, mister, from New Hampshire, mister caller today, and anybody else who doesn't want to hear about Mar-a-Lago and Hunter Biden laptop. You only want to hear certain things going into the election. You're, you're fooling yourself if you think that, that unless this deep state is routed out, that our elections are not going to continue to be controlled. Because they are, whether it's by burying the Hunter Biden laptop story um, with your collusion with big tech and the mainstream media, whether it's with uh, you know the machines, whether it's with um, taking uh, Zuckerberg and all of his oh, bucks, I and to say Zuckerberg and, admitted it. It, it. Well, he admitted to he admitted to uh, throttling down the story, but I, I don't think Joe Rogan asked him about the four hundred million dollars he spent, the Zuck bucks that he spent around this country taking that money and and manipulating the system and and controlling outcome of elections in in heavy Joe Biden districts. This election was stolen from Donald Trump through a variety of different means led by the FBI and the DOJ and the IRS and other institutions in this country, state legislatures across the country and beyond. We're going to take a break and we come back. Got some sad news for you students who think... That you just got a free pass on 10K. (laughs) (sighs) That's my evil dictator laugh. Stay tuned.
0: Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just sitting here grooving to myself over some of my favorite old-school songs, some jams that I grew up listening to. What song is it? And ain't no Elvis song, baby. Mercy, mercy me. All things ain't what they used to be. All up in our oceans and upon our sea. Fish full of mercury. You recognize it? Didn't
1: think this debate was actually going to have you be singing on the air.
3: (laughs) Not singing well. Oh, good thing I have other skills. Um, one skill that I have, I guess, here's how I got a segue. I did I did go start LSU at 17 as a political science major. Few years in, switched to business and economics, which is partly why I love politics and partly why I love business. And it's one of the reasons why I can get all riled up when it comes to money and crap like, yay, we're all getting our student loans paid off. Yay, free. And it's like, hmm, um, there ain't no free such thing. Free is right. never free. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. So here's some math for the simpletons out there who actually think that there is free. Uh, this is just some bullet points from Daily Daily Mail. Oh, actually, I... I need to have my other article here with me. So we've got two pieces of bad news. Uh-oh. Two pieces of bad news for those all excited today that they uh, they got $10,000 worth of student loan debt written off. According to, these numbers come from uh, Daily Mail, 41 million get to wave goodbye to college debt, but 240 million without degrees and other taxpayers each pay $2,500 out of their own pocket, towards the $600 billion plan that by even by Obama's people, and even by Paul Begala last night, who's actually from the Clinton administration days, say that it's actually looking upwards of a trillion dollars, that it's going to worsen inflation, erase, erase any deficit reductions. And, when you have Obama's people telling
1: you this is right. not a wise move, right? it's not a wise move.
3: Right. And let me make sure y'all understand, y'all out there, who actually still think... You may be going, okay, yeah, well, I got it written off by other taxpayers that they're going to pay the 2500 No, you're included in that 240 million people that are going to pay the $2,500. Because if the government has no money and it ends up getting put on the backs of the taxpayers, that includes you. And then on top of it, here's another little nugget. There are 13 states, in addition to the fact that it's going to go in the form of inflation and form of adding to $30 trillion in debt, and everybody's going to pay another additional $2,500. In addition to that, in 13 states, this according to uh, Western Journal, uh, according to the tax, they're reporting today that according to the tax foundation, that there have, there are 13 states that have the potential to tax this discharged student loan debt. So here's how it will work, according to the tax uh, foundation. They said if a if a borrower ha, borrower borrower has debt forgiven, it is treated as if the borrower earned additional income in the previous tax year, equal to the amount of forgiven debt. So, oops. It, yeah, oops. <laughs> This is so fun. For example, if a borrower with additional taxable, with uh, annual taxable income of thirty five k owes $20,000 in debt that is subsequently forgiven or canceled, the $20,000 debt in total, that means in total, $20,000 in debt is added to their taxable income for a total of $55,000. So here's an
1: interesting question: If you have student debt, is this something that you have to apply for to get the credit, or is it automatically applied?
3: I think you have to apply for it, but I don't. I would not I, apply. But I don't think that there. Uh, I don't think that there are conditions that are placed upon it. You don't. There's not qualifiers. It's pretty much you any, apply, you get it. You apply and you get it, kind of like the PPP loan and all these Hollywood types. Like, Wait, if there's another student
1: out there, you might want to reconsider taking the money.
3: Yeah. Check your yeah. Uh, check your uh state and see what your state's tax situation is and see if you're going to pay it
1: can you imagine $20,000 of additional income what that would do to your taxes
3: yeah depending on what tax bracket you're in i mean even a, even at a lower income but there's a lot of people that are on a higher income at a higher income tax bracket this goes up to people that were married couples making 125k each you know, and I, it, 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 so it depends on, especially if you're if you're middle America, you're making 50K, 75K. I think that's probably where you're going to get the, hit, well, hit the, the worst. And is, there's angry, no write off. You know they've
1: already thought this all through. So they know this is the situation. Who's they? Uh, Biden and his administration.
3: Yeah. The people celebrating. This is kind of like when Oprah was doing her favorite giveaway shows and not telling people they're going to have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> you remember that? Remember when I she, do remember. She, there was one in which she gave everybody in the audience got a, quote, free car. And then she was all outraged and angry that she had a lot of angry people that were there that were like, you told us this was free. We had no idea that now that I've been given a 10000 or $20,000 car, I got to pay the taxes on that. And the taxes and registration, depending on what state you live in, could have been a lot of money. And she was all like, well... Well, you know, you didn't, you know, she was all indignant about it. Well, you know, this is, that's so typical liberal, you know, to not even think about the second and third level implications for somebody here. Um, But here's the, here's the second and third level implications also for the rest of us. This, the idea of having to pay on some gift as that you're receiving, uh, have to pay taxes on that, um, that's going to get worse as well. That's what the 87,000 new IRS agents are for. They're not to go after the one percenters. Right. The one percenters have teams of CPAs and tax attorneys and you there's, you know, there's not that many rich people. No, no. This is about going after the middle America people to try to, to try to suck the life out of them. The, these leeches coming to take more money out of them. And it's going to be a situation to where you're now going to be, if you, and I already experienced this because back when I worked in corporate America and I got a quarterly gift, um, Xerox reported it as income and I had to pay to, I had to pay tax on it. If I won a contest, a quarterly contest and I got a Mont Blanc pen or I got the top performers luncheon and got to go eat a nice meal at university club, uh, they reported it showed up on my, my 1099. Now I didn't have a problem with it because, you know, um, I enjoyed those top performer lunches, but there were times where it was like, you know what? I really do. I really don't need this this, you know, crappy, you know, radio that I won in some. I got to pay money now for this little dinky prize that I didn't even want. Um, But I think that that is what's going to start happening across the board. We know there's actually reports today that eBay is not going to transfer money to people unless they start handing over their social security numbers to eBay. I've never wow. done. I've never done eBay before.
1: I used to a long time ago when it first started. It was actually a really great marketplace, and it's slowly just declined. It's not what it used to be. Did
3: you ever have to give over your social before? Not back order, then. Yeah. No. Now anything up to six hundred, and anything six hundred dollars or more. I think it is now. They're saying, "Oh, that's great that you sold that." Now sh- we'll we'll get you paid as soon as you hand over your social. 'Cause they're reporting it now. Are the one percenters still using eBay to sell their stuff? I seriously doubt it. No. This is this is them going after and now it's for six hundred and above. Well eBay. It'll be and I know
1: family that would you know, they would sell they had huge record collections and they would sell, you know portions of their collection to try and you know make a little extra money they don't want to right. do that anymore
3: right and this is also one reason why they want to they want to get rid of a, a and make us a cashless society because this is how that they can they can continue to treat your personal property as theirs and, and tax and, every
1: single every dime.
3: penny and all the and i see all these people in stores and the other day i drove through and got a starbucks for the first time in probably a year that's how desperate i was for some afternoon and iced coffee and I, um, it was this past weekend and I go through and I go to hand her my cash and she's already, but before I go, Oh yeah,
1: they, they have that thing out the window
3: with the scanner. And I'm like, they're, they're not used to anybody. The American people have already become so conditioned to with Apple pay and with this and with that to just scan everything. And, um, I can do,
1: I can do you one better. Like I like, you yeah. know, I, when I take my card places, mm-hmm. you know, I, and my card's been through the wars. And so sometimes it doesn't scan or whatever. And I went to put it in the thing. and It didn't scan. And the, the person at this particular establishment took it out of the machine and just did the whole, you know, you tap or, you know, wave it above the the thing. And that stuff freaks me out. I hate that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's scary. There's a reason why they want this cashless. There's a reason why they want a cashless society. And that's why during COVID, they were all these signs. Oh, we can't take your change because we've got to change. There's no There's co- shortage. There's no coin shortage. What we've got is a shortage of common sense with people believe in that crap. Russell Brand, I saw a clip on Insta the other day, and I meant to go back, and it's just now flashing to me. I meant to go back and watch it.
1: Interesting character, but he speaks some wisdom.
3: He was talking the other day about, he was playing a clip of some woman, I don't know if this is in Europe, where... Um, She's talking about waving something you reminded me of it when you're talking about waving a credit card and there's some new system going on it might be chips implanted already in people um waving their hands and their palms palm readers and he's like and he starts talking about the Bible. He starts talking about the Bible. Oh, uh, where have we heard this before? About uh, about you know waving your hand over in order to buy services. And I and I meant to watch it. I was I was saw it when I was sitting in a red light. And, I, and and I and I need to go back and watch it because this is this is where we're at. This is this is that's right around the corner. Right. Well, the mark of the beast and being and and being judged for uh, you know and not being able to buy goods and services unless you you tout the government's line was never going to happen overnight. It was going to have to happen in stages and steps. And COVID gave them the ability to accelerate,
1: huge leap forward,
3: yeah, to accelerate the process on us. And there's so many Americans, even conservatives, they're just not able to see. Oh, you think we're in the end times? You think could we? Oh, It's so. It's like Reagan always said, you know, our freedoms were never more than a generation away, you know, that we take them for granted. You know, there were so many conservatives that bought all the BS about covid because they allowed themselves to be made fearful and they trust in government too much. What was Biden's angry speech about today? In part, it was all about how dare you question the FBI at the same time he's saying, how dare you question the FBI? Shame on you. We got a dude that trotted out that was forced out in the FBI two days ago or three days ago because of this man's very that they had to hide the graft and the grift and the corruption going on with Joe Biden. That's why they don't want you to question it. You, they, want it they want 100% unquestioned devotion to all of our institutions. And I don't want to hear Ted Cruz. There's a video. Uh, he put out a link today. Oh, the FBI needs to be, you know, really D whatever. You, you, no, they need to be defunded and dismantled.
1: And I have a lot of people here that I know, and they're the, and they're just like, well, you know, we need to just focus on 2024. I said, oh, slow down, focus on what's at hand, what's going on, and actually making sure we win the right races here coming up. Because yeah. we don't do what we're supposed to do, there won't be a 2024.
3: Well, yeah, because in 2016 we held our nose and we reelected a lot of the same crap weasel establishments that we knew were crap weasel establishments. Because if we didn't have control of both houses of Congress, Trump wouldn't be able to get anything done. And then they stonewalled them every step of the way. And then they cooperated with the deep state and the very institutions we're being told were not allowed to question, who violated every law up and down, who weaponized themselves and are targeting for persecution and prosecution of innocent Americans strictly because of their politics. And we must stop it. Meanwhile, and while they're doing all of this, um, they're they're targeting our children so we're, we're gonna take a break and we come back we got more to talk about on the other side 888-344-1170. if you want to weigh in on the topics of the day
0: you're listening to somebody who tells it like it is Andrea K on the answer San Diego
3: Coming in the back, sun rooftop, digging a scene with a gangster lean. Ooh, ooh, ooh Which Beatles song is this? <laughs> <sighs> Continuing with our theme of why the deep state matters and why you should be paying attention to more than just what's happening at the pump, and understanding that all of that is a part of the same end game. It's a part of getting us there. They've got to destroy I said this years ago, they've if they can take over our energy sector, take over our health care, they can completely control all of our lives and they can transform us from their constitutional republic to their communist state. Um I've had people argue with me for years saying, Andrew, it's not communism unless they own the means of production. Well, listen, there's lots of different ways that you can own the means of production without having your name on the pink slip of the business, right? Um, and it's through regulations. COVID was the perfect way for these Democrats to be able to use the guise of emergency and your health in order to seize control over businesses. Did they not own the means of production when under the guise of a virus that they could tell you whether or not you were allowed to run your business, whether or not you were allowed to open up your doors, who you could have as customers? They still playing that game. And how- it broke
1: my heart how many people complied.
3: Yeah. We had a group of biz- We had a group of restaurants up in uh, North County, San Diego, that never shut their doors. Never shut their doors. And you know what? I never featured them. Never mentioned their names because you know oh, I with didn't good want- reason. Yeah, I didn't want to put a target on their backs. Some of them went public, um, but they those are the true heroes. Those are true heroes. We had some churches and uh, 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 that uh,
1: always stayed open.
3: Always stayed open. Didn't require masks. And you know what? That's the way it should be. There's a big
1: fight up in L.A. I believe Grace Community Church. I might be wrong on the name, but they in Anaheim Hills, they stayed open the entire time.
3: Yeah, we had one here in San Diego that I think initially did the 14 days and then reopened and didn't reopen with people having to sit in a parking lot. They completely reopened inside and never required masks. And to me, that was like DeSantis okay we don 't know what 's going on here, and, and for safety we'll we 'll do, we'll do you little lockdown thing for a little bit, and then it 's like oh it ain 't adding up for me, I was against it from day one. This is the United States of America we don 't change who we are at a fear over a virus, and the end, particularly when you don 't know anything about this virus, and the answer is always freedom. The answer is always individual choice, not most of the time, always right. So getting back to the little communist takeovers and what's happening with the left, I've been getting flooded with all these emails and these different groups. Uh, about fast food workers and the fight for 13 and you know with it, it, living wage I actually crossed a picket line years ago with the with the grocery stores remember we had we had Ralph's and Vons where we, they had all these workers picketing I remember that yeah it involved it involved the fast food workers if you will inside the grocery stores people working in the delis and working in the bakery and I can remember crossing the picket line going into Vons and them getting in my face and this is the Vons and PB I used to go go to every day and i'm like yeah and and their their argument was over and having to pay an additional five dollars a pay period for their health insurance some of these some of these people that working in that bakery in that vons were making 35 dollars an hour and this was 10 years ago to frost cakes for a living and they got mad at me and someone recognized me because i would go in that vons every day and y'all know me you no know i got a sweet tooth First place I went was to bakery. Okay. So they all recognized me, got it all in my face. And I'm like, look, these are not head of household jobs. These are jobs that should be done by high school kids and people working weekends while they're getting or or working while, you know, night shifts or whatever while they're working to get ahead. Nobody told you was suggested to you that you should get a job like this and expect to be able to raise a family of four, particularly in San Diego County. No. This living wage crap. If you, if you want to be able to support a family of four with the work that you do, then go and get an education. You need to, what you need to do is you need to go and do something in which you acquire a skill that is marketable for which somebody's going to want to pay you. There's only so much somebody's going to want to pay you for spreading some frosting on a cake. There's only so much that you should be, uh, you should be earning to, you know, put, you know, some, you know, mustard on a bun and a pickle on it. So no, I'm not in support and I kept telling these people, no, I'm not going to interview on my show for fast food workers to be paid more money. It's ridiculous. All it's going to do is jack up the cost. Well, here we've got, and, we, and we're and we already with inflation, we're already paying out our heinies. Even for fast food. Well, sure enough, the California legislature has sent Gavin Newsom a first in the nation bill Monday, which is going to create a council to regulate wages and working conditions in fast food restaurants.
1: Oh, this makes me so angry.
3: Which is basically the state of California seizing control over entire industries and deciding what they should pay people. We will
1: say what your employees make.
3: Yeah. That's communism. That's communism. Telling you what you and and quite frankly, this is why we should have never gone down the path of minimum wage in the first place. Gosh, I sure
1: hope tomorrow there's pushback,
3: but I'm not expecting it. Under the laws of economics, you'll get what you what you'll you you'll be able to earn what you deserve to earn if you're marketable, if you have something marketable in in the industry and in the workplace. And when we create conditions to where there's more jobs and employees, then they the the employers. Have to bid for you and pay you more. Get a skill. Learn to be able to do something that is in demand, where that matches the job markets and what's out there. This I talked about this, and then, then I got to take a break. I talked about this brief when I was in college, for freshman year. What's your name? What's your major? Right? I mean, forty percent of everybody was a geology major. Ain't that many people liking rocks? Okay, it was because those were the jobs. That was happening in the oil industry down there. People people were getting degrees in order to be able to, specifically, they gave them an opportunity to go make money, right? Because they didn't think, you know what, I'm going to come out of high school, go bag groceries at the grocery store, and be able to buy a home and take vacations and send my kids to college. They saw where the opportunity was. They saw where the opportunity was. You... uh, They want to pay $22 an hour for people to stand in a drive-thru window and say, do you want fries with that? No. No. I predict fast food. We talked about this earlier. You said fast foods are going to automate. They're
1: going to either one of two things. Automate or the businesses, they're out.
3: That's right. I hope they all, I hope they all, uh, you know, evacuate California like people evacuate when a hurricane's coming. We got to evacuate this segment. When we come back, we've got our final segment of tonight's show. And I think we actually have a caller waiting who wants to talk way in more on the music debate. Are y'all kidding me? I already won. But we'll hear what this caller has to say when we come back. 888-344-1170. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, wrapping up this Taco Tuesday edition Continuing, I guess, who knew that we were going to really open up a hot hot topic tonight with this whole Elvis Presley and the Beatles being overrated topic. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. But uh, Julio is on the line and he wants to weigh in on this incredibly hot topic. Hello, Julio. Welcome, Julio. Hello, Julio.
1: You're up. Oh, my man, are you not there?
3: I guess. We, back. I guess we lost Julio. Yeah. All right, Julio. I
1: hear some background noise.
3: Yeah. So I think. Hey, oh, yo, are you talking to Julio? We're
5: talking hey, to we're Julio. Talking to you, my friend. Oh my gosh, Andrea K. Listen, <laughs> I love you, girl, but you gotta understand rock and roll history. Hello. I'm here. We're we're waiting on you, Julio. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you have to understand rockabilly history. Rockabilly history starts with rockabilly. First it was a country music back to the Carter family, 1927, the invention of the carbon microphone, right? Mm-hmm. That was when they invented the carbon microphone and they recorded the Carter family. You can hear the same thing that Is that the is the that 20... wait, hold, hold, hold hold is that as in June Carter Cash, Carter yeah, family? June, June okay. Of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So her mother, Mother Maybelle and her cousin Sarah uh, started rock and roll, I mean, country music and Jimmy Rogers a little bit later, but they recorded the same recording session again, when they had the the modern microphone and they recorded, um, you know, music like for the first time, they wanted, wanted to get the hill catcher, the hillbilly sound. Right. Okay. And so all the way to Elvis and Elvis took the blues. He took all this stuff, but he, but his was the beginning of rock and roll because it started with rockabilly, and he defined rockabilly. Go back and listen to the first two years, nineteen fifty four to nineteen fifty six. Okay, and that's the prime. They didn't have there was no drums when you listen listen to it, and it's just him. Uh, you know, with no with drums, Dan, so it was I, just
3: him and him and his guitar.
5: I guess. No, just- no, no, no. He played guitar, and oh. it was Bill Black on bass and Scotty Moore on guitar. And I can't remember the guy's name from Sun Records. Uh, Sam, owners, uh,
3: Sam. Sam Phillips. Sam
5: Phillips. Yeah, very good. Sam mm-hmm. Phillips. So he, uh, with all those guys, okay, they recorded for two days, right? Yeah. On the second day, Elvis, instead of taking a break, i smoking a cigarette, drinking a Pepsi, he uh, was just fooling around with his guitar. and He was playing this old um, uh, Big Boy Arthur. He recorded in 1947. Elvis, you know, grew up listening to that song, and he hopped it up in the rockabilly style. And he made it more hopped up. He changed the the tempo, he changed the key, and he made it his own. And they invented rock and roll on that day. Okay. And again, well, we've so only got a minute left, Julio. Is, what was the yeah, song? Sorry, let's go back to the fathers. So I'm just saying honoring the father of okay. rock and roll. So okay. All, this. Yeah. all right.
3: Well, you know what? That's, That's a good good point uh, that, you know, he was the father of rock and roll and he changed music. And he also, he also changed uh, culture in terms of swiveling those hips.
5: So no, uh, absolutely he, but it's changing altogether because the teenagers were doing that. But he absolutely was uh, an explosion for sure. I listen to you all the time every night. A lot of people do. They just don't call in and people don't listen just on your radio on your car listen at home have a radio on all the time and listen to the answer and gee, good show
3: thank you so much okay? julia we love you thank love you for you, calling julia. in thank you thank you hon you know what i think we need to oh, I, i'm enjoying the little mix in uh, music and music history and you know and you know why because you think about it, it, it it's it's about america Right, very America. It is. It's about our American culture. The Beatles weren't, but what, who made the Beatles though? America. Were, were the Beatles really anybody till they got off the plane? And went on the Ed Sullivan Show. I ask you. Not to you? my knowledge. Have we not made all the top acts around the world? Right. Um. It's just. It's just another example of American greatness. Right. Our entertainment industry, music. I mean, almost everything great. Um. From technology to culture. you know really came about after America was conceived in my opinion American this is I think it's about American exceptionalism right exactly and
1: that's another thing they're trying to kill it
3: yeah absolutely trying to kill off our culture Um, I still love my music I love my smooth groove you have
1: good taste thank you I'm disappointed in you thank (laughs) you
3: I love thank you callers for all calling in and weighing in we appreciate it we love you thanks to the listeners tomorrow's hump day we'll be back hopefully you will be too